Hey, what's going on, everyone? This is Mike Hughes, and you're listening to Mike on the Mic, everything sports-related podcast. Today, we're going to be talking about the Chicago Blackhawks, Stan Bowman, uh, Corey Crawford, and Brent Seabrook, and the future of the Chicago Blackhawks, and where I think this organization is going, and how I think um, past moves and past ideas that uh, Stan Bowman has made has affected the Blackhawks' present and future. Um, to get right into it, I want to talk about uh, what's currently happening with Corey Crawford. Corey Crawford has now been released by the Blackhawks, and he's te- he tested free agency, and he's currently on the New Jersey Devils. Best of luck to you, Corey. I loved you. Um, you were a great goalie for the time you were here. Two Stanley Cup championships as a starting goalie. Um, couldn't have done it without you, Scott Darling, and others in the goalie net. Um, it was just amazing. It was an amazing ride. Your body, your mind... You gave all that up for us, and there's nothing you can say about it to change that perspective um, on Corey Crawford. You can say what he w- you want. He's not the most elite um, goaltender in the league anymore, but he was dominant. He was a dominant force for us, especially with how this defense has been playing in recent years. Corey's been holding his own, especially with his own um, health issues he's been experiencing. you got to give him all the credit in the world. Uh, anybody who knocks Corey Crawford doesn't know what he's talking about, or at least if if that just doesn't like the guy, um, everybody has their own opinions, but that's my take. You can't hate Corey Crawford. Um, and that's a big part about Stan Bowman right now. Um, it seems like the core, Jonathan Tays, Patrick Kane, Duncan Keith, and Brent Seabrook are very upset about losing Corey Crawford. It's it's a big blow. And that's expected. It's one of their brothers. They've been on he's been on the team with them since um I wanna say two thousand ten. No, two thousand eleven. Corey Crawford Crawford career. I believe it because he didn't. It was Emery the first time in 2010 um, when the dynasty started, but I believe he was like shortly after. I know he was on the team since like 2005, but he didn't start until. Yeah, 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 yeah. All right. Um, it was 2010, 2011 season. Yeah, yeah, yeah. All right. That makes sense. Um, yeah, he was on the team since 2005. He played, let's see. One, seven, no, yeah, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight games prior to 2010, 2011 season. So that was after we won the Stanley Cup. Um, it'll be really interesting to see how this all works out with Corey. I, I wish him nothing but the best. He's got great guys like Jack Hughes. Um, <laughs> Hughesy, love to see it. But um, yeah, it's going to be really interesting to see what happens with Corey. I think. It's going to be more interesting to see what happens with us as an organization with Taze and Kane and if they demand trades or because they're very upset. There was a statement that came up by the Blackhawks recently that they're going to be going into a rebuilding phase and they're they're um just a, just a load of crap. It was a load of crap statement, in my opinion, um, to have a dynasty like this and then make excuses to why you're not winning and just saying we're going to try to rebuild what we built. I don't remember exactly what it was. I didn't care to save it. Um, it was just a load of crap from rocky in the organization but we'll see how that works we'll see how it all turns out but i think all of this really did it's it just things bowman have done i think to do this rebuild right i think you just need to fire bowman um bowman didn't even draft guys like Taze and kane he really has no credibility he drafted our timmy panarin well he didn't i don't know if he drafted him or he just signed him from because i know our timmy panarin was from russia i don't remember if we signed him or uh got him we just signed him you know um, but you traded him for a bag of chips and Brandon Saad in his um, ending of his career years. It's just 
for, here's what happened. In, 20, in 2015, we won the Stanley Cup, and then we had to let guys go due to contract issues. You paid Taze and Kane $10 million a year, pretty much, um, locked them up, which is about to end. It's kind of sad. Their contracts are coming up in a few years, I believe, um, or soon. I don't remember. But um, you had to let guys like Patrick Sharp, um, Johnny Oduya, Andrew Shaw. You just had to let these guys walk, Scott Darling, guys like that. Um, it was really sad to see Christopher Stieg, others. Um, I love Christopher Stieg. He was so much fun to watch. But uh, Andrew Shaw was my favorite and Duncan Keith always have been. I love the fighting aspect of the game. It's uh, similar to how I like to play sports. It's just very aggressive, very fun, very uh, thriving to make the team team energy boost. You know what I mean? Um, of course, right now, we have Saad and Shaw back. Um, I believe we traded for Shaw and we traded for Saad. But the big thing about Saad, our Timmy Panarin was coming off a rookie of the year season. <laughs> and the uh, kid was from Russia. He was like something we've never really seen before. I mean, with Patrick Kane, <laughs> they had like this bond. He didn't speak much English and they called him the bread man. I'll never forget that. Number 72. Um, Jesus Christ, this kid's this kid's stuff was amazing. Um, let's check out his stats as a Blackhawk in his short time here. I honestly think he was the stepping stone to get right back into this. Um, you had guys like Alex Debrinkit and Kirby Doc now with, um, Artemi Panarin. You can possibly trade guys like Taze and Keith and, and bring in more prospects and faster guys and more mobile guys. I would hate to see someone like Taze leave, but we're at a point now, if we're entering this rebuild, you, you gotta let these guys go and get the most value you can before they're just old and uh, not valuable anymore. You, you, I mean, Taze can still go to any team and be one of the best players on the team. Kane, I don't even know what you could get for Kane. You can get so much for Patrick Kane. Um, I don't know if there is a trade clause or not, but if there is, I would look at it right now because we look horrible. All right, Timmy Panarin, points in 2015-2016 season, 77, 47 assists and 30 goals um, in 80 games played. And then in his second season, he played 82 games, scored 31 goals, uh, 43, uh, 43 assists, and 74 points. The guy, the guy was amazing. Um, he won Rookie of the Year, All-Star. He was an All-Star in the next year, too. Um, the guy was just solid, and, and he was a stepping stone point for this re, um, dynasty to continue to be for another five to six years. Um, the fact that we let him go just for Brandon Saad, it was a contractual issue, I guess. They didn't feel like they had enough money to pay Artemi Panarin. But we'll get into that and how Brent Seabrook plays a role in that. It's just the contracts that we've established. Brent Seabrook's contract is, uh, unt- he's currently 35 years old. He's going to be on this team until he's 40 if we don't find a way to trade him. Nobody wants to take on that contract. And I don't, I think the only option really is uh, the guy retires, but I really don't see him doing that with the amount of money he will be making. Um, cause it's nothing, it's nothing short of a, of a small deal. It's, it's a lot. It's, it's a lot. Um, his contract. Yeah. Looking up his contract right now. It was just giving me his stats. Um, he signed an eight year, $55 million deal until the end of the 2023, 20, 2024, um, season. Now we're going to check this out. Cap year deal, 55 million average salary a year is 60 or $6 million. Yeah, this is, this is a fat contract and he's already degre- de- decreasing in value every single game. Um, you can tell he's just getting older. Currently this year he made $1 million and that doesn't seem like a lot, 
or no, he made $4 million this year because this is the 2019-2020 season. Next year, he'll be making a million. And then uh, he'll be making $4 million, then $1 million. Yeah, and then he has a freaking signing bonus. Okay, yeah, this year he's making $1 million on the contract, $4 million in signing bonus. That is insane. So every year he pretty much makes $6 million until the 2024 season. Um, that is just ridiculous. We need to get this guy off the books. I don't care if you need to pair him up with someone like Tate. No, you couldn't even do that because the contract would be too large uh, for the cap hit the other team would be taking. Stan Bowman dug his own grave here with getting rid of guys like this. I mean, I like the core of Kirby Doc, uh, Alex Debrinkit. Alex Debrinkit's a special talent. I love the kid. Um, but you just got to – guys are getting older, and the core is, is – just they just want to win now. But the thing is, half of the core – I think a big blow is Marion Sosa getting that um, allergy um, incident where – he honestly just had to retire because he had this skin allergy where he couldn't wear a uniform anymore, if I'm not mistaken. Um, yeah, that was just, that was tragic. It was a big blow. But he was also getting older in age, so whether or not he would still be playing here or somewhere else, would he want to play with a team that's in a rebuilding position? I don't know. Um, guys I like on the team right now, obviously, Kaner. Gotta love Kaner. You can't hate him. Taze, Duncan Keith is still out there. There are rumors to think about trading uh, Keith. How are you thinking about trading Duncan Keith, the leader of this defense, of this young defense as well, um, and inexperienced, but keep guys like uh, Brent Seabrook? Dylan Strome, I like. Alex Debrinkit, obviously. Um, Kirby Doc is a stud. I like Ryan Carpenter to a certain degree. Uh, I've seen decent stuff from him. That's really it. I don't really see a lot of other guys. I, it's been a while since I really followed the season. Um, I'm, I check in here and there. I, after the uh, Panarin trade, I, I just really, I really, and I love Andrew Shaw, of course, but he was out with an injury at a concussion this year. I'm so happy he's back. We didn't really didn't have to trade much to get him. It was I was happy to see him come back. He's one of my uh, fan favorites. But um, it's just a big thing. It's a big thing with this, and I, I'm just so disappointed in how this team has gone about um, thinking that we can just possibly have this type of roster and be going into a rebuild. I think it might be successful, but depending on how long it takes, are, are these guys going to be, are Taze, Keith, and um, Kane are going to be wanting to do this, especially with what just happened to Corey. They just lowballed them like that and said, all right, see you later, gave them the boot. Um, are they going to be thinking the same thing? Who knows? Um, it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out, but... What I think they need to do is fire Bowman, um, find a way. You honestly either either eat the contract right now and cut uh, Seabrook, which yeah it would financially hurt you for the next year or two. But if you're in a rebuilding phase anyway, does it really matter? You're not really going to go out there and sign big guys because you're trying to tank as much as you can to get this draft capital for, I would say probably 2020 the the butt end of 2022. And the beginning of 2023, I think, is when they'd be financially set again. Um, yeah, I would just eat the contract right now because, honestly, he's worse He's worse for you on the ice than he is not on the ice. And I think there's other guys who deserve to start over Seabrook. I love Seabrook when he was a stud. Um, not trying to hate on him, but he is just not living up to the contract that we signed. Rightfully so. He's 35 years old. No one was going to say no to that deal. That's all on Stan. Um, I would say yes to a ten year, eight eight year, ten year deal as well. Um, <laughs> like, what are you talking about, bro? 
Um, Patrick Kane and Jonathan Tays signed the same year for the same contract, so pretty much the same contract. So we'll see how that goes. I'm going to look it up right now. I believe they signed a 10-year deal, but no, they signed an 8-year, $84 million contract, including a $44 million signing bonus. Jesus Christ. Average salary of $10 million, 500000 in 2020, 2021. Kane will earn $2 million and a signing bonus. Wow. Um, yeah, so the contract, I believe that was after 2015. So if that's an eight-year deal, you're thinking you're already five years in till 2023, pretty much. So that's that's exactly what my point is, though. Um, yeah, and Jonathan Tay signed the same deal as well. I believe it was after the, th- uh, the third Stanley Cup. In, no, it was in July 2014. Um, all right. That was a year prior. They will be under contract until 2022-2023 season. Um, wow. That is that is soon. And honestly, with what's just happened to Crawford and how they're treating uh, Duncan, talking about trade rumors, I really think you just trade these guys for the value they are right now. I would hate to see Kaner go. Um, I can understand Johnny going. Um him showing his frustrations, maybe that's a sign he wants out. Who knows? I want these guys to end their careers here, but honestly, at the end of the day, it's a business, and I just want this team to be good. Um, so if you can get uh, draft capital or prospects from that or just solid young players, I think that's great because then you're not only are you obviously going to be getting a top-five pick with all these guys gone, um, which I hate to see. I grew up loving these guys. I mean, three Stanley Cups and in six years I mean how I mean that was a dynasty that was honestly I was too young I was born in 2000 I was too young for the uh Chicago Bulls dynasty I just missed it um even if I was born in that time I probably wouldn't be understanding it the way I understood the Blackhawks and the Cubs it was the Cubs weren't a dynasty but to see that you know what I mean um I didn't really understand the Bears when I was six in the Super Bowl or uh, I and also I just didn't give a shit that the White Sox won the uh the World Series. My family didn't give a shit. We didn't even watch it. Um, currently now that I'm older, I I would watch it and I would root for them because it is Chicago. But you you'll never see me wearing a White Sox jersey or anything White Sox related in my life. But getting off topic, um, I think we're just in a total rebuild situation, and I I hate to I don't think we should be. I think there are moves that we can make, but we're just so financially um restricted right now because of Stan Bowman I would just cut him right now I would not trust him he's gotten lucky with Alex Dabrinkit uh, Timmy Panarin and um Kirby Doc I do like Kirby Doc he's a nice kid I think uh it took him a little bit to start you know getting his foot in the door but I think he's gonna come out strong next year um he's a unique player but I just I don't know I think honestly I'm all in the tank right now I think I thought it would have been interesting if we got Jack Hughes. Oh, man, I would have loved to have my own last name on a jersey. That is that an actual player on the field, on the ice, I should say. Um, yeah, there's just a lot of things I just don't think are going right with this team right now. And I think, honestly, it's one of those things where you just kind of got to blow it up and see what happens. Um, get new management. The firing of Joe Quinville was one of the biggest escape goats I've ever seen in my life. Um, I did forget I wanted to get into that. Stan Bowman was basically just firing Joe just because, and I think it was just so ignorant to see that happen. A guy who got you three Stanley Cups in six years um, with all different rosters for the most part. I mean, the roster fluctuated from year to year, and it was just different versions. I mean, you took you, you got rid of his starting goalie, 
and gave him Corey Crawford, which, you know, up to that point, Corey Crawford wasn't really showing the most in the world. Um, he ended up being solid and he was amazing, but you, you, you changed a lot throughout those years. And there, there was, um, what was his name? Um, Ladder? Was it Ladd? Andrew Ladd? I think it was Andrew Ladd. Yeah, he left and then he came back and it's just a lot of bringing back old guys, I think, to sell jerseys and, and to uh, and to bring fans back by bringing guys back. Like, I love Andrew Shaw, but to bring him side, and honestly, if he could, I bet he'd bring back Patrick Sharp. But you're bringing back these guys who, you know, you love these guys. Like, I, a lot of guys, pe- a lot of people love Jay Cutler. A lot of people do. A lot of people love Starlin Castro. A lot of people love uh, Joakim Noah. But if they come to the team right now, are they really going to impact the game that much in a scoring, um, in a scoring reality, not just being a, a team player and a locker room guy, but are they going to be effective on the on the court, on the on the field, on the ice? Are they going to be doing these things? And the answer is no. They're way out of their primes. Um, they're on the butt end of their careers. But it's just Andrew Shaw. I think is still valuable. But Brandon Saad, I just don't think he's going to live up to the Art Timmy Panarin trade. And it's not his fault. Um, and that that's that's Stan Bowman again. You let these guys go because of contract issues. You shouldn't have been giving out these con. The only contracts I understood were um, I understood Duncan Keith. You know, I understood Patrick Kane. I understood Jonathan Taze. But there were just so many other contracts on these books where you just look at them and you're going, you're giving these guys just a little bit more money, and that's nice. You know, you want them to resign in the future. You want them to feel special and appreciated. But it's 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 not little money like the Brent Seabrook extension. Um, eight years is a lot. And to be 40 years old by the time you retire, it's kind of almost 40 years old. It's like, it's a, you get to a point where you're just like, what are you doing? Why are you doing this? And are you really thinking about the future? And you're at the end of the day, you're really not. Um, I love the Bears and I love the Cubs and I love the way they do things because their contracts are not only player friendly, they're team friendly as well. But with the Blackhawks and um, other teams like the Bulls in past years, they're handing out these contracts that these players don't really deserve. Um, that's why mainly I'm a Cubs and Bears guy because, you know, the front office and all that, they don't play around. Um, they're, they're not just handing out money. They're giving it to guys who deserve it. I love every single guy on the roster for both teams. And, and it's just, it's, they're, they're just, I just respect them so much more than I do the Chicago Blackhawks. Um, I just find it to be a mess. I don't think I don't think they really know what they're doing. Rocky doesn't really seem to know what he's doing. That's the owner, by the way. Um, for so long, he didn't have them on TV, and it, it was just it was just in any form, like um, in any shape or form, where the Blackhawks on TV for when I was a kid, it was ridiculous. Just like I think it was like every now and then they were on a certain channel, but it's just ridiculous. Like you couldn't watch them at all unless you went to an actual game physically. Um, or read about it in the newspaper, or see uh, sports highlights on the news. It's just, I don't know. The Blackhawks, I think they're going back to their old ways, and I think that dynasty, I don't know. It was just something about them. I think they just felt so comfortable, and they felt like they, they were untouchable. So Stan Bowman made these things thinking these guys were never going to age. They were no, Nothing was ever going to happen. Injuries aren't going to occur. And it was just like an ignorant way of going about things. And I think if anybody deserves to lose his job, it was him. I'm going to be completely honest with you right now. It's going to be the hottest take I ever say about myself as a sports fan. I, to this day, cannot name the current coach of the Chicago Blackhawks. I don't. I don't know him. He's a young guy. I've seen him. I'm sure he's a great guy. 
But I just that it was that moment they fired Quinville and uh, Panarin got traded and it they just slowly kept losing me over the years. And um, I'll look it up for you right now because I don't want to be ignorant. But at the end of the day, I really I don't think this kid's the answer. He's young. Um, Chicago Blackhawks head coach. Sorry, I do that when I type. I think about things. Or I say it out loud. <laughs> Not all the time, but from time to time. Jeremy Culleton. Yeah. Born in 1985. He's the same age as Brent Seabrook. Can you imagine being a veteran on this team winning through uh, almost three Stanley Cups? I think Seabrook was here for... How many Stanley... I'm going to look it up. How many Stanley Cups does Brent Seabrook have? He has more than one, though. I know that. But it's just one of those things where a guy that... Yeah, he has freaking three Stanley Cups. Um, right? Yeah, he joined the Blackhawks in 2005, 2006. Exactly. So he's been on the team since 2005. And you set him up to be on this team until 2024. That's almost a 20-year career. And God bless him because he'll be one of the most remembered guys in Blackhawks history because of that, having such a long career. Um, not one of the most remembered, but everyone will always remember the name Brent Seabrook. And rightfully so. He was a great player. But it's just one of those things where I go, what are we doing? Like, <laughs> is he worth having here? been here for 20 years? I mean, the butt end of the last five have been horrible. I would have cut it at 15. Um, it's just ridiculous. I would have cut it at 10 just because of the money that was given to him. If he was actually demanding that, I don't know if that was just... It getting handed to him and he took the best contract available, which you can't blame him for. Um, or if that was his demands. Like, that's just, let someone else deal with those problems, bro. Um, yeah, but just having such a young coach in the locker room, I just don't, I don't think it works unless they know him prior. Like, I love David Roth as a head coach. Um, I love Billy Donovan as a head coach. I loved Matt Nagy for a while. But at the end of the day, this kid is just really inexperienced as where the other guys are super experienced. Um, and everybody loves them. Everybody loves David Ross, Billy Donovan. They're player coaches. They're player guys. They're friends um, with the players. They're, they're great in the locker room. They have something to teach you. They have something to you to learn off of. And then this guy, I mean, what was his name? Jeremy? Jeremy Colleton or something? I don't know. But, um... I don't know. He's. I just don't think he's the one. I don't know. Just the Blackhawks have a lot of issues. I'll get more into it in the NHL season. Um, that's all I'm really going to talk about. I just wanted this here so you guys understand. I am here to talk about anything sports related, mainly Chicago, but I will do breaking news and things that have happened in uh, other phases of the game and other phases of other teams. All right. That's all I got for you guys today. This is Mike Hughes. You listen to Mike on the mic. Peace out.